What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we help discover better you by breaking through in life, relationships, and of course, business finance. I'm your host, Josh. So I want to talk about, I want this episode to be a recap over what I did over the past week and last weekend, and the different speakers and things that I got to, to listen to and kind of like take advice from. Um, for those of you that don't know, I was at a 10x, so... Um, Grant Cardone, right? One of the one of the big players and stuff in the real estate space, does a lot of multifamily and big big figure deals. Um, just a, a really great like entrepreneur, good dude, like like modeling some stuff. I've been to a couple of his things. So last or once a year, he puts on uh, this event called the 10x Growth Con. He's the one, the writer and the illustrator of the 10x Rule, and he puts together this 10x Growth Con. It's a growth conference. He uh, he holds it usually in like Vegas, but this year due to you know certain things, restrictions and whatnot, he held it in Miami. And it was a much smaller venue. Typically, it's like 10,000 plus people. Um, this year it was 2,000, so it was a lot smaller, way more intimate. But I want to go through and and kind of talk about some experiences I had because obviously talking to and listening to a lot of the speakers that were there. Uh, you get a lot of insight and you get a lot of value from it. And I took a lot of notes on everything. And what I want to do is kind of touch on three people in particular. There, there were um, probably about five to six speakers every day that were up on stage kind of going through. Everybody from like Drew Brees, Alex Rodriguez, Glenn Sanford, the uh, founder and owner of EXP Realty, Tommy Hilfiger, Damon John, uh, Brandon Dawson, Tyrese Gibson, um, Cindy Eckert, Pete Vargas, David Grootman, uh, Pitbull, Mike Rowe, Glenn Stearns, Kevin O'Leary, uh, Bethany Frankel, Jesse Itzler, all sorts of people, right? Amazing, amazing people up on stage. So instead of going through and diving into each one of them, I want to talk about kind of like my top three. I want to talk about my, my three favorite and, and really like lessons that I pulled away from them because it's it's interesting listening from people who have been there, done that, and have experience and things to share with people. And uh, being in that environment, right, you're around, you're surrounded by people that want nothing but like progress. They want, they want to see success. They want to see each other grow. And it was very, um, how do I say, like selfless, I guess. The environment was a very selfless experience. So I got to see, learn, and understand the way other people think and how people want to help. And I, and I went there very intentional about what I was trying to do. I was, I was really trying to learn from the speakers, listen to the speakers, be deliberate about that, and then uh, connect with people in regards to um, finding like private funding. Like that was another thing, right? Find, find private funding and people that are interested in doing private deals on real estate so I can help kind of continue to expand that, that side of the real estate portfolio with Expert Capital, my, my company. Um, so I want to talk about the intentions and, and the things that I pulled away from these particular speakers. So I, I named off a bunch of people. I have, I have a whole bunch of notes and stuff that I, I kind of kept while I was there, but I want to talk about three people in particular because they're kind of like my top three. There, there's obviously, there's probably like four or five that I really took a lot away from, but for the sake of not droning anybody out, I want to talk about the three people that I think I recognize the most and probably connected with their message the best. Um, that's going to be Kevin O'Leary, Pitbull, and then uh, who else? Tyrese Gibson. So if anybody doesn't know, um, Kevin O'Leary is a shark on Shark Tank. He's he's a big real estate guy, but he's also done a, you know just a lot of private deals. He wrote a children's book or something, I think, like that um, early on in his years, and he ended up selling that, and that was kind of like the the launch to his uh, financial stage of life, right? To where he was just tearing off and, and making millions. Um, Pitbull, if you guys don't know, right? He's the artist. He's um, from Colombia, so he's he's straight from Colombia. 
uh, well, actually second generation Colombian American. Uh, he came from Colombia, relocated with his mom. I think his mom's or his uh, grandmother during the Cuban regime down down there um, with Castro. Got his mom to escape, put her on a boat, sent her to the U.S., and then his mom ended up settling in Illinois, and that's where she was born. Well, not born. That's where she was raised, and then um, was just working her butt off and stuff in Illinois, and ended up having him there. And that's you know, then he obviously like moved around and did his thing and became big into the music industry and all that in uh, Miami. So he's he's in Miami, but second generation Cuban American. Uh, really cool story. A lot of things I took away from stuff like him. Biggest thing with Pitbull, the dude's authentic as heck. Like, he is just down-to-earth real, 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 real. And then Tyrese Gibson. Um, if you don't know who Tyrese Gibson is, he is the he's one of the black actors in um, Fast and the Furious. He's kind of like the main, one of the main leads. He's, he's right up there, one of the main guys, if you guys uh, know who he is. Super chill guy. Again, really authentic. Um, just a really good message. And he talked a lot about, like, relationship stuff. So it's, it's really cool because I want to touch on almost each one of these things in terms of the life, relationship, and finance. Talk about health, wealth, and, and relationships. Those are the three core human desires, so I figured, why not, right? That plays right into what the Fulfillment Podcast is, so I think that'd be perfect for touching about like what this episode's going to cover. So I'm going to start from the top. I'm going to start with Kevin O'Leary, and then I'll go down to Pitbull, and then uh, finish with Tyrese Gibson. So, uh, so what I took from Kevin O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary was really big, and he started, he started his message off with talking about uh, the uh, difference between female and male perspectives and their their psychological capabilities in terms of setting goals and setting targets for a business, and then how that translates into the success of their business or of their startup. And it was it was really interesting because you kind of don't think of these things. I know everybody thinks like uh, one of the common scenarios or one of the common things that are played out is that females um, are, are less capable, they, they get less money, they, they have a lower pay, you know, like all of those things. Kevin O'Leary pretty much destroyed all of that right off the rip. And I took some notes here. One of the things he said, he said, women achieve their quarterly sales targets 90% of the time where men hit it 65% of the time. He said, women hit their sales targets more because they set more realistic goals. Men will commonly try to achieve these outlandish goals or they'll set these outlandish goals because they feel like that's what they should be doing, right? They're trying to almost establish some sort of dominance or, or pride or whatever. Women can typically get over that pride and push that aside and, and not let that drive what's gonna set their, like, their goals and their sales targets and all that kind of stuff. And as a result, it, it translates into the success of the company and the turnover rate of like the employees and the, the different people involved. Because if you're, he broke this down, but if you're hitting your sales targets, right? If you think about the business atmosphere and the business environment, if you're in a business and you're, your team, right? You're, everybody on your team, you're hitting goals. You're, you're crushing your week goals, your, your daily goals, your weekly goals, your monthly goals, and you're hitting these goals, goal after goal, and you're knocking them down. You're more likely to become closer, right? You're more likely to become uh, part of a successful team. You're going to work together. You're going to try and help each other succeed because, you know, if you succeed, you're going to help your teammates succeed. And then your team as a whole is going to succeed. So it's like, it's this really cool camaraderie that gets built as you accomplish and complete goals. Now, the opposite is true. If you don't complete and accomplish these goals, right? You feel like you can't hit your targets. You feel like you're not doing what you're supposed to. The team starts getting at each other's throat and start pointing fingers at who's not pulling their weight, who's not doing what they're supposed to. And it, it divides that environment. So it becomes less cohesive. And as a result, Kevin O'Leary says that's one of the things he looks at when he's sitting down in, on Shark Tank and he's going through 
how these people are successful and, and the part where other people are asking questions or they're doing their pitch or whatever, he's trying to pull away from, is this person somebody that's going to fall into one of these statistics if they're a guy or if they're a woman? Like, okay, I'm looking at what's their business environment like? What's their um, home environment like? What's the habitat and the, 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 the like oasis that they're building for their employees back home? Because that's going to determine a lot of the success of how, how successful their service or product is going to be. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And I never thought of that, but it lends credence to a lot of getting over your ego. Don't let your ego get in the way. Women seem to be far more successful. And, and I understand that, right? I, I think that's hundred percent true. I think women push their ego aside and can be more legitimate and honest with themselves more frequently or more commonly than what males do statistically. Males, males statistically, I think, will try and pump up their ego and will let that be a driving force between decisions that they make and results that they achieve, whereas women can, I think, push that aside and just look at, okay, what are the results we're trying to achieve? What's the environment we're trying to create? And then hit those things and actually move forward. Whereas I can definitely see guys letting that stuff get in the way and letting their ego pump them up too much. So it lends a lot of credence to not letting your ego get in the way. Not letting your ego be something that controls the success or the fulfillment that your employees and your business are going to see. And that, and that translates personally too. Are you setting goals? Are you being deliberate about your goals? And if you are, are you doing them as they're achievable or are you doing them as they're going to be so far outlandish that it's almost you give up, right? You almost feel like you're never going to make it happen and it's impossible to do because then you become one of those employees, right? That gives up and walks away and leaves the company or leaves the business, you leave yourself because you know you're not going to hit these goals. You keep setting them. It's just, it's, it's just, it's kind of crazy, but, um, I thought that was, I thought that was a really powerful thing and definitely something that I think people need to see and hear because it, it plays a lot into the way we design our business. Um, let's see, what else did he say? Oh, so he, I'll just give you guys some inside stuff on what he talked about with Shark Tank. But, uh, he said, one of the big things is like, can you easily articulate your product or service? Some people get up there and write and they can't do that. So that's one of the things he looks at. He's like, I will not work with somebody that has to explain their product or service more than once. It, I just won't. He's like, they can't, they don't have it figured out. They don't even know what they're doing. He's like, it's just, it's not, it's not a good sign if they can't figure out and explain their product or service, usually just like within a sentence. But if they have to do it more than once, it's generally a no go for him. So, so watch that. If you guys watch the show, watch, watch those things as they happen. Um, Another big thing he said, know your numbers. So if you are looking for private funding, right, being on Shark Tank is looking for a private investor or a venture capitalist to fund your product or service and build your business. And he said, uh, you got to know your numbers. He's like, I don't understand. He was talking about how many people get applications in, you know, like tens of thousands of people submit applications. It gets weeded down to about 300 get interviews. And then of those 300, about 12 get actually selected to be on the floor and go through. And, uh, or it's like 30 something, 32 get selected and then only like 12 air. So you only actually see like 12 of the whole, you know, tens of thousands of people that submit applications. And he's like, if you're on the floor and you get to be one of those people, you have to know your numbers. You have to know all the different metrics and stuff that we're going to ask you about. You have to know your price points. You have to know how much you're bringing in an annual revenue. You have to know your costs, your expenses. You know, you have to know all of these things. And he's like, for somebody that doesn't know that, I don't understand how they can expect somebody else to trust them if they don't know their own numbers. So that's that's obviously like a really cool, like big point. But I agree with that. You absolutely should know everything that you're talking about, especially if you're asking somebody else to trust in you. You should have your own shit figured out. Um, let's see. What else does he have here? You're worth something when you have experience. Until you get experience, you have nothing. Yes. He talks about experience. He talks about how important experience is. And it's it's a really good 
I think, um, drop back point. So to where you can like settle back, you can relax, you can see, okay, these are the things that we're doing. This is the stuff that's going on. Experience is important. So it really, it's about taking action. It's about achieving small, little attainable goals. And as a result of that, you'll get experience so that when it does come to the point where you need to get other people to trust in you, you have the experience to back up what you're asking for or what you're doing. So don't be afraid of the tiny things. Don't go off immediately after the 32 or 54 unit complex. Don't worry about those. Start off with a single family or you know the, the duplex or something and, and start small, right? Start with small real estate purchases and then eventually you'll get the experience to where you can grow and you can get up to that point. So when you do, you have the experience, you can face the adversities or adversities, adversaries? It's not definitely not adversaries. I'm trying to say like, you can face the things, the problems that present themselves. You can face those things and you're not, you're not bothered by them, right? But if I would have done this three years ago where I'm at today, the, the tiniest little things would be throwing me off. But now I just kind of like brush this, this, some of the like common daily problems off because they're not that big. I've learned that they're not that big of a problem and I need to get past them. And I wouldn't be in that place if it weren't for the experience that I have. And, and I can convince that and I can, I can portray that experience for other people. Um, okay. When you fuck up, get out in front of it. Yeah. So this is the last point I have for Kevin and then I'll, I'm going to move on to Pitbull, but he talked about how if you, if you mess up or if you do something wrong, get out in front of it. And he was talking more on the relationship side of, of things at this point, but, uh, don't, don't let these things be discovered on their own. You be the one to present the discovery and, and get out there that, that to me personally hit really hard with the, uh, with the affair and, and all that stuff that went in, in my life. But it translates a lot into business. If you think about the way, like being honest with your clients, being honest with your customers and, and teaching them and telling them, Hey, listen, we messed this up. I'm sorry about that. Here's the corrected version. We're getting out, we're getting the problem solved, right? Those are, those are really big lessons to walk away. So that was Kevin O'Leary. Again, guy was very, very smart and very like humble and honest. And that's, that's kind of like a, a, a trend you'll notice through all these people. Um, sorry, I keep playing with, I always play with these headphones and they, uh, sometimes they'll connect with the computer and that just happened. So it like, it pulled the audio from my, from my podcast mic to the, these headphones and they're not even like plugged in or doing anything. So that just happened, but, uh, okay, let's move from Kevin O'Leary. Let's talk about Pitbull here. All right. So Pitbull next here, he, he was very, the, the coolest thing about this guy, if you guys don't know him or you haven't watched interviews or anything about this guy, he is the most down to earth. And if I could sum it up in one word, authentic person you could ever come across like the guy was real just as real as he possibly could be and and that was absolutely incredible especially hearing him talk I was just in awe the whole time but uh he he talked about a lot of things one of the big things that I really liked about what he said he said uh complacency is the cousin of death he said if someone around you is being comfortable leave them behind keep yourself in an uncomfortable journey because your journey is based around your growth and your desire and your fulfillment. And when you do that, you're going to run into other people that are doing the same thing and you're going to combine together and you're going to help each other grow. You're going to provide that value to each other to, to push that journey further along. So his thing was like complacency, which is interesting because right now I'm reading a book called outwitting the devil. And if you haven't read it, it's by Napoleon Hill. It's a very, very, very good book. And, uh, the book is based around this uh, interview that Napoleon Hill has with the devil. And he's basically like overwatching these cities and he's going to these different places and he's overlooking these things and, and they're talking, he's interviewing the devil based around like how he works, how he operates, the things that he does, right? And how all those things play into like what's going on in the world. 
interesting part is the book was written back in 1930, like in the 30s, I think late 30s, somewhere 38. So it was even prior to World War II. And he talks about these events. He talks about like he's trying to start another world war and he's trying to do these things. But he gets into how this concept of drifting is the devil's playground. The devil tries to get everybody to get into this drifting pattern to where they drift from what they actually want in life. And they get to a point where they settle or they accept things that they don't want. And that is when he takes control and he takes power over people's lives is when he can get them to drip, drift. And by Pipple talking about complacency is the cousin of death, that 100% is in line. And I completely agree with how you drift if you allow complacency in your life and you stick around people that are going nowhere, that are doing nothing, that aren't pursuing their passion, that aren't pursuing their love. And, and you're around those people, right? You're, you're around kind of like that gossip community instead of the business and growth and wealth and health, you know, community, like you're going to change, you're going to adapt to whatever that is, and you're going to become a product of your environment. So by understanding how complacency is the cousin of death, by understanding that if you're around people that are comfortable, that are happy with where they're at and aren't going anywhere, then you too are going to be that same thing. Now that gets tricky, right? Because you say, well, you should be happy with what you got. You should be happy. Yes, gratitude is a massive piece. And I'm not saying don't be grateful. I'm saying don't be content. Don't settle. Don't be done. Always be growing and improving yourself because the journey, right? The journey is what leads to the happiness and the fulfillment. It's not like you have achieved something. I could, you know, like three years ago, I set a goal for myself to get three properties by the end of three years. I've done that. Now, what if I were to stop here and just be like, yep, I'm good. If you're not growing, you're dying. And if you're dying, you're going, you're not doing the things that you want to do. That's a result of you not doing what you want to do. So if I were to give up here, not give up, but end it here and be like, I accomplished what I did. I, I set out what I was supposed to do and I'm done. I, I would feel so unfulfilled because yes, I may have accomplished that goal, but now I'm in a place where it's like, okay, what's next? Now I need to like, okay, what's the next target? What's the next thing I'm going to push myself for? Right. And that's what this whole thing is, is don't, don't be in an environment of complacency. Find yourself growing, find yourself going further. Um, this is a really cool one that I think a lot of people maybe misunderstand, but he talked about, he said, don't be selfish, be self first, right? Don't be selfish, be self first. And what he was getting around that, cause he, he went further to explain being selfish is a very different, uh, reaction than being self first. When you put yourself first, what you're doing is you're prioritizing your interest in your life and your health and your wealth and your relationships over those that, that don't support you. And as a result, right, you're going to put the effort, the time, the energy into the things that are meant for you. And you're not going to be dumping it into things that are not meant for you. So that means your relationship, if your relationship is, is a priority of yours, it's going to receive the attention it needs because you're not focusing that attention across all these different things. You're not, you're not focusing the attention into people that don't deserve it. You can hone all of that energy into the one person in that relationship that deserves your energy, that deserves everything you have. You can, you can hone all that stuff in. And that's really what he hit on is if you focus on yourself, when you fill your own cup, then you'll have an abundance and you can give that abundance to other people. You can give that abundance to the people that deserve it because you've worked on yourself, you've healed yourself, you've, you've done what you need internally, and you're taking care of you, which is the most important. And then you can give everything, that additional energy, you can get everything on top, you can give that to the right people, to the, to the places that it's needed in your business, in your relationships, in your health, right? You can give that to the places where it's prioritized. So you have to put yourself first. And, uh, and I thought that was, that was really, really cool. 
<laughs> Another thing about Pitbull, he he did talk about. Um, I, I just made a little note, pandemic. But he he would constantly say he's like the little the pandemic, pandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it, you know. And he just he just kept harping on it, which was really cool because the environment we were in, that whole group of people, um, are very anti uh, what victimhood, I guess I would say. So everybody there was very much like you take responsibility for you, you make the most for you, you drive home and, and, and be responsible for the actions that you take and, and the consequences that you reap from that. And uh, everybody was, everybody's of that mindset. To, so to have somebody like that get on stage and say those things, uh, it was really, really cool, really, really powerful, powerful to be around that many people that believed in the same things and had the same views and had the common sense and understanding of reality and, and just personal responsibility, right? Personal responsibility. Everybody was in that same thing. Um, one of the last things I'll touch on, I have, I have so many notes. I could, do, I could do probably an entire episode on each individual here. But one of the last things from Pitbull, um, well, gosh, there's so many. It's like now, I, now I'm reading through it, and I kind of want to go back and pick some other ones. But um, I guess two things. I'll give you a bonus one here. He said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. He's like, do you ever notice how the richer some people get, the more free things they get, the more opportunities they get, the more things, like the more wealth they attract, the wealthier they get. And it's not because they they have more or they're they're getting more or they're entitled to more or they're luckier. It's not because of that. It just seems that way. But what it is, they're putting themselves in the position to have the opportunities find them. They're putting themselves out there. They're, they're putting themselves in a place to where those things come and, and find them. And, uh, and that's really what he was saying behind it. He's like, listen, the, the more you do stuff, the more you get, you're putting your, you're recognizing what opportunities look like and what opportunistic situations look like. And you're putting yourself out there. And he, and he used GrowthCon as an example. He's like, look at GrowthCon. You all came out here to GrowthCon to be surrounded and involved in an environment that promoted growth. How many other people are doing this? It's like not many. Do you know how much your life is going to change by being here? A hell of a lot, right? And he's he's true. He's not wrong. By putting yourself in the environment, you're creating the opportunities for yourself to pursue those things and to have those interactions, to have that environment influence your future, and really promote. Right? It's like you're you're meeting people. You're meeting. You're you're creating these relationships, and these relationships are going to carry with you outside of the conference and into your daily life. And you're going to be able to reach out to these people and be like, hey. I, I want to do this or, Hey, I'm trying to do that. And then you're going to get motivated by these people and you're going to have these conversations and, and you're just going to help build each other up. And you wouldn't have those things if you didn't put yourself in those positions to have those opportunities. So doing that, right? The harder you work, the luckier you get. It's, it's an interesting concept because you really, you're recognizing opportunities and you're putting yourself out there in those opportunities. And then the last thing he said, he said, God closes a door to open a window, depending on what you do with it. It could be a wonderful view. And I think that's uh I mean, that almost explains itself, right? That really does. It, it explains itself. God closes a door to open a window, depending on what you do with it, could be a beautiful view. And that just means you got to see what's going on for you. Sometimes that closed door just means something else is available and it's going to be better. It's going to be amazing. You just have to recognize it and see it and, uh, and walk over to it and take it. So always seeking opportunity, always understanding it, always seeing that, never being the victim. Don't ever, if you, if you find yourself playing victim, stop, reevaluate, reassess, and move in a positive direction. Find something you can control and go from there, okay? You'll notice you're going to have a lot more gratitude and a lot happier, a lot happier after you can do that. All right, 
let's move on to the last one. So Tyrese Gibson. So that, that was it with Pitbull. Talked about Kevin O'Leary. We went over some some stuff from Pitbull. I have, I have so many notes on Pitbull. I'm telling you, I could do an entire thing on him. He was just an amazing guy. Amazing guy. Um, okay, Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese was hands down probably my top favorite. Him and Pitbull were like right there. But Ty, Tyrese was really good. He talked a lot on relationship stuff. So I'll, I'll talk with some of the things that he said in terms of relationship side. Um, obviously he's an actor, so he has experience with, with large sums of money, but his big thing is like talking relationships, going through that. So he was talking about when you're looking at, uh, relationships in your circle, it's like, it's the quality of the relationships, not the quantity of the individuals in that relationship, in that circle. And that was something that was really hard for me starting off was understanding that the, the circle that I had had a lot of people that were I was wasting energy on. They weren't going to help me grow. They weren't providing value. They weren't going to get in, get me anywhere. But I was letting those relationships stop me because I was afraid I was going to piss them off or say something. Right? I, I say a lot of conservative stuff, so like you could piss a lot of people off. Like liberals do not like to hear uh, "Don't be a victim," right? That is that is essentially what they live on is is victimhood. So when you say things that encourage not being a victim and taking responsibility and making the most of your life. They hate that. And I had a lot of people in my circle initially who were of that mindset, right? And I knew I was going to piss them off. So I was holding back on myself because I didn't want to piss these people off. I didn't want to push those relationships off. And, uh, and that's the wrong answer. It really is. It's the wrong answer. So I was having a quantity in my circle, but I was not having the quality in my circle. And since then, right, I've, I've weeded a lot of those people out. I don't know if I'm done yet or not. But I think it's a constant thing, right? It's a constant growing process. Your circle is always changing. And as long as you're focusing on the quality of people, the people that are in there that are providing value to your life, those are going to be the people that are going to be successful. And those are the people that are going to help you become successful. And if you're, if you're keeping your circle to the people that only provide value for you, and then those people are also only keeping in their circle people that are providing value to them, you will end up having people in your circle to where you are providing value to them and they are providing value to you and you have a reciprocal relationship to where both of you are improving each other, right? And you may only have one or two people in that circle and that's fine. That is absolutely fine. That's almost how it should be. So don't be afraid if your circle is tiny because the closer and tinier it is, the better, more successful and more deliberate you are being with your intentions and your dreams. So that's what he had about the, the relationships and the circle piece. Um, one cool thing he just mentioned uh, was he said, haters have a job to do. Don't let them inside, right? He said, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people dogging you. Understand that they have a job to do. The haters have a role to fill in the world. They're going to be that way. Don't let them in your head. Don't let them in your head. Just know that that's who they are. That's where they're at in life. That's the, the struggles and stuff they're going through. You can try and help them. You can try and talk to them, but don't waste your time or energy on them because they're going to drain all of it. And then you're only going to make them feel better and they're only going to make you feel worse. So don't let them inside your head. Let them do their job. Let them do their thing and just keep them where they're at. Um, one thing he said, don't share your dreams with critics. And I think this is cool because, uh, in relation to when I was at GrowthCon, I was surrounded in an environment of people that were growing and were doing better. When I come home, I almost close everybody off because I don't want to be influenced by anybody that's not trying to do something, right? By the people that aren't, you know, reaching their fulfillment or pursuing their journey or trying to improve themselves or going to help me, I try and close all of those people off. So I, I spend a lot of time, I call it uh, monastery mode, 
but I spend a lot of time just by myself because I think it's better to be alone to your own thoughts than it is to allow negative influence in your life. And if you can understand that, you can be ultimately like insanely powerful. So he, he did touch that. And he said, don't share your dreams with your critics because they're only going to downplay you. They're only going to discourage you. Talk and share your dreams with the people that are going to encourage you and going to like allow you to do that. And, and that's when you'll see success. That's when you'll see growth. Finding those people in your life and keeping them close to you is the idea. Now, here's the big one. Okay, this is a big one. And I, I posted a, uh, I made a story post about this, but I thought it was really cool. And it hit a lot of people hard. There's there a couple of people that were like tearing up on this because I know some like personal relationships that they were going through and, and marriages and stuff. But when he said this, it caused some people to actually like tear up a little bit. And he said, if you really love yourself, then why are you with her or him? Don't be with somebody who doesn't support your dreams and light you on fire. That struck so close to the heart on not only myself, but so many other people in that room that it was probably one of the most powerful quotes of the entire weekend. If you really love yourself, why are you with her? Don't be with somebody who doesn't support your dreams and light you on fire. You have to be surrounded by those people. You have to keep your circle tight. You have to keep your circle precious because that is going to be the largest indicator of the success that you have in your life. You can do a lot of things on your own, but when it comes to, we all have self-doubt. We all have that voice inside our head that tells us this, maybe we're making the wrong choice. Maybe we're making the wrong decision. Maybe we're not doing something right. We're all going to have that voice in our head. Don't let that voice trump who you are or where you're going. You have to have people in your circle that are going to encourage you to do things and encourage you to get past that voice in your head. You don't need to add fuel to it. If you have somebody that you're living with, that you're in a relationship with, that you're married to, if they are only fueling that negative voice in your head, they are not helping you achieve the goals that you're trying to go for. We all have those insecurities, right? We all have those things that dig down deep inside of us. We need somebody that's around us. If we're going to be around somebody that much, if we're going to surround and spend that much time with somebody, we need somebody that's going to fire us up and encourage us and push that voice aside and, and, and bury that thing as deep as we possibly can so that we can get after those goals and get after those dreams and keep accomplishing things and moving forward. So be very, 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 very deliberate about the relationships and the people inside of your circle. And think about that, right? If you are in a relationship, if you are married, if you are dating somebody, think about those things. If you love yourself, are you with the right person? Are you with somebody that supports you and lights you on fire? Or are you with somebody that's, that's fueling that inner demon inside you, telling you you can't do something? Bury that. Don't let it happen. Move forward. Fire yourself up. Be around people that fire you up. The person you spend the most time with should be your, your biggest fan. Your biggest fan. They should be driving you home every single day and supporting you and helping you grow. Every single day. You're going to be spending that much time with them. They need to have that role in your life. So be critical about the person that fills that role. Be deliberate. That's, that's one thing I love so much about Tyrese when he, when he talked about that. That was just, it was incredibly powerful. And it really lend, lended credence to a lot of the things that have occurred in my life. Um, and then one last thing I'll, I'll just talk about. He, he talked about some other things about like finding investors and stuff and finding somebody that really appreciates what you're doing and loves what you're doing. So you don't have to like deal with people that are nasty or are in it just for the money. You want to find somebody that, that believes in what you're doing and loves it because they'll be the most appreciative and they're going to be the most supportive. 
So he talked about a lot of things like that. Um, he talked, yeah, he said, sometimes you got to throw your deal on the table just to see how nasty they get. And then you can d- define like what their character is and walk away. Uh, he, he was talking about, you know, some, um, some acquisition deals and some purchases and stuff. And sometimes, uh, like a lawyer threw him an offer that was so low that it was just insulting. So he threw one back that was equally insulting and he watched them fight and bicker and just get pissed. And he's like, yeah, I'm not working with you guys and walked away. So it was kind of a cool story, but, um, uh, the last thing I'll leave you with was Tyrese Gibson said, he's like, be more concerned about the guy who walks qui- walks away quietly, but with the confidence of victory. And that that is so cool because I think that's the way I, I want to see myself and the way I see myself um, is that person that's just sitting quietly in the back of the room. They've been more successful, more knowledgeable. They're far more experienced than anybody else in that room. But it's almost like nobody's paying them any attention. And you're sitting there, you're quiet, and you're listening, you're observing, you're watching everything happen. And then when you're ready to leave, you get up, you walk away. And nobody knows your story, right? You're, the, you're just that mystery man, that mystery, like, successful man in the back of the room. And I love that. So when he said that, he's like, be more concerned about the guy that walks away quietly, but with the confidence of victory. Because he is the one that is going places, not the people that are yapping. So for those of you that are introverts, that should be some good news because, hey, hey, you're going to make it work, right? You're going to be that confident, quiet person in the back of the room that knows everything, that ultimately is wise beyond belief, but nobody knows it because you don't talk about it, right? Only those that care, only those that are concerned will talk about it. And that's, that's actually something I talked about one of the uh, dating episodes that I went over is be curious about the other person because you're going to have a great time. But what you're really doing is you're testing them to see how curious they are about you, how interested they are about you. It's like a job interview, right? You're, you're interviewing the other person. The more you ask about them, people love talking about themselves. So they're going to talk, 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 talk. But only if they stop talking about themselves and start talking about you and getting curious about you and diving into you, does that show you that they're actually interested in you. And then you can create a relationship with somebody like that. Not a lot of people do that. And that'll tell you about who you're sitting next to and who's who's on the other side of that table. So interesting thoughts to walk away with. But I hope you guys like this one. There's a lot of other things. If you guys want to hear more stuff on on some of these other talk or uh, speakers, if you want to hear some stuff from Mike Rowe, Glenn Stearns, um, Bethany Eckel, Jesse Isler was super good too. But if you want to hear some stuff about all these other people, Drew Brees, Alex uh, Rodriguez, Tommy Hilfiger, Damon John, um, I can definitely go into it. Leave me a DM. If you can find my personal Instagram, it's the Josh Colmitis. And uh, go ahead, leave me a personal DM. Let me know you came from the podcast, you like what I talked about, and you want to hear a little bit more on some of these other speakers and what they had to say because everybody had some really good stuff, and I have notes on everybody. So I do I do have a lot to talk about, plenty to go over. Everybody was really cool, a lot of highly authentic people um, that I, I really thought were different and changed my mind on the way I saw a lot of them. But I'd love to talk about it. I'd be more than happy to. So let me know if that's something you guys want. As always, like, subscribe, share this episode, send it to somebody you think that needs to hear it. If you guys want to get fired up and and hear some more about GrowthCon or about some of the new property and expansion things that I'm doing, hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM, and just say, hey, I'm I'm asking about some real estate opportunities or I'm asking about, you know, what you're doing next in this um, because I'd be more than happy to help you. So do that, send this episode, share, like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and, and I think that's it. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you.